0: Welcome to Stand Strong in the Word podcast, Jason Jimenez with you as always so glad that you are tuning in and today I have some exciting news. If you've been following along with this podcast, particularly as we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5-7, through today on today's podcast, this may be shocking to some of you, we're going to be finishing the Sermon on the Mount. So today we'll be looking at the end of the chapter of Matthew 7, verses 24 through 29. So I want to thank you for just hanging tight, for going through this sermon with me. Again, it's the most beautiful sermon ever preached, ever given, not just because it was given by Jesus, but just the words that Jesus gives and the way in which he lays it out for us as Christians to follow is amazing. Now today, what's exciting about today is we look at how Jesus wraps up. The most famous sermon ever preached, and it's about foundation. Now, you and I know how critical foundations are when it comes to building, and so it's so much more important when it comes to spiritual life that firm foundation that you and I have in Christ. So, as we look at today's passage, I want to encourage you to look at your foundation. What does it look like? How strong is your faith? Now, as always, as we've been looking through the Sermon on the Mount, we know that Jesus always uses these comparisons, you know, about the tree, a good tree versus a bad tree. When you look at good fruit versus bad fruit, when you look at the wide way that leads to destruction, the path that leads to destruction versus the narrow gate. Now we come to the comparison between two builders. On one hand, you have a wise builder who built his house on the rock. And the other builder is a foolish one because he builds his house on the sand. Now, before I jump in, I want to make two observations. Number one, just as a side note, if you love that old hymn, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less, this is where it gets its inspiration. You know that beautiful phrase, My house is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness? See, in that hymn, it identifies the firm foundation it's Christ, it's His blood, it's His atonement and that we have been declared righteous because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. So that's pretty cool to know that this old hymn, its inspiration comes from this particular passage. The other observation I want to make before we dive right in is it may seem as I read uh, the last part of Jesus' sermon uh, on the mount, that the two builders achieved the same thing. So outwardly, it may seem that they achieve the same thing. For example, the fact that they obviously built the house, but we understand that they didn't. The wise builder we will see is a prudent one, a patient and methodical individual who took time to look at the location, the foundation, and the structure. What that's going to speak to us today on today's podcast is how you and I need to be prudent and patient and methodical in how we build our faith. The foundation is not in and of ourselves. We do not establish the standards. Our expectations are not derived from our inner self. They come from God's word and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will fulfill uh, the, the things that God has set forth in us. Now, when you look at the foolish man, on the other hand, we will see that he is impulsive. He is an impatient individual, not methodical in his plannings, because when it came to the location, he chose sand. The foundation was not one, obviously, that's going to keep this building in place, the structure of in and of itself may be strong, but it's only as strong as the foundation. And I like what John MacArthur had to say regard in regards to this. He said, one built the hard way, one builds the easy way. One is superficial, one is deep. One is in a hurry and the other desires to build right. The storm of judgment will reveal everything. So as we dive into this particular passage today, as we conclude the Sermon on the Mount, I want you to be aware of where you're at in your faith. Now, I realize some of you listening perhaps have never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. But I want to thank you first and foremost for taking the time as it seems like if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you want to learn more about Jesus. You're studying the scriptures. You're learning about who he is. And so uh, I just want you to know that I'm here for you. If you want to shoot me an email, if you have questions, if there's issues that you're faced with right now that you're you're undergoing and you're alone, please email us at info at standstrongministries.org. We are here for you. And again, if you have questions that even go beyond the scope of our podcast and its content, we are, we would be happy and so privileged to be able to respond in any way, shape, or form. Now, when it comes to the discussion now on the foundation beyond salvation, I want you to consider right now. Uh, As you examine your faith, where where you are at, do you have a weak faith? Is your faith strong? Are you going through trials? Because, you know, as we've been going through the Song on the Mount, Jesus was always saying, you've heard it's been said, but I say unto you. So he's showing you the truth. He's telling you the truth. He's revealing it to the the people through himself. One way he does that is he shows you the difference between a good tree, again, and a bad tree. You'll know them by their fruit. Well, today, as trials come in our lives... You will know what that person is made of. When you and I face hardships, we are revealing something to people. And you can't hide that. I know this uh, personally because when I was 15 at such a young age, uh, my, my mom tragically died in a car accident. And I even remember then that God's spirit was moving in my life. And the call to become a pastor, to preach his word, became very evident after I essentially gave my first sermon at my mom's funeral. And many pastors and many people came up to me and they told me, God's hand is on you. And I remember I had a dilemma. You know, do I pursue the, the ways of the world to fill this void and this loneliness and this pain that I was experiencing because my mom died? Or do I rely on the Lord's strength? And turn to him and start memorizing scripture and grow in my faith and say, Lord, my life is yours. Use me for whatever purposes you may have. And my friends, I'm, you know, 20 some odd years later, here I am, you know, and so that that's amazing what God can do. So today, as we look through this, this is going to be an examination for you as it is for me, where we really stand with the Lord. How firm is our foundation? And that's going to explain and it's going to reveal And it may be painful for some people, but it's really going to show us what we are truly made of in Christ. So with that being said, let me jump right into the last words of Jesus in his sermon in Matthew chapter seven, verses 24 through 29. He says here, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. All right, so let's jump right in here and see what Jesus means when he's giving this comparison between a wise builder and a foolish builder. The first thing we're going to see in verses 24 through 25 is the solid foundation. So notice he uses the wise builder to set the tone. Now he says here, everyone who hears these words, these words refer to the entire teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. It's not just a matter of hearing, Jesus is saying, but it's a matter of doing what that's what matters. So a wise person, my friend, if you want to be wise in the Lord, you will not just read the scriptures. You will do what the scriptures commands because a wise person will heed and do what an all wise God demands of him. James 1 but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. So if you hear only and not do, you're deceiving yourself. You are a foolish individual. Romans 2.13 says, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. In 1 John 3.17, John writes, little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. So we will live according to the ways and the standards of the Lord. We don't just hear what he has to say is, oh, I kind of agree with that. No, we do it fervently, obediently. Notice he says here in the end of verse 24, this person who hears and does will be like a wise person. When you look at the cross reference on the Sermon on the Plain, it's oftentimes referred to in Luke chapter six. Jesus says, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation of the rock. That is a person who does it the right way. Christianity is not about cutting corners. It's not about overlooking the responsibility and doing things half-heartedly. It's all in. It's you and I being all in, not just hearing what we like to hear, but doing even the hard things because we know it's the right thing to do because we put our faith and trust in the Lord. So when, when a wise builder, okay, who goes to the rock is one who is being obedient. That is a wise builder. They're doing things accordingly. They're following the instructions, which are the teachings of Jesus. And they're doing it in obedience. And that will build up their faith because it's on solid ground. Now we know who the foundation is. It's Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So then when we get to verse 25, when the rain comes, the floods and the winds, and they beat on this house, it will not fall because it was founded on the rock. So when testing and trials, Jesus is saying, when judgment comes on your house or my house, and our faith is built on the rock, our faith is in Christ, it will not be destroyed. We will be shaken sometimes to the core but we will be able to withstand it. We will keep on standing. And that's the end of Jesus' teachings in all of the Sermon on the Mount is that when you follow my words, when you do them, when you put your faith and trust in me, my friends, my children, Jesus is saying, you will stand strong even when you face judgment, even when you face persecution, even when you go through trials in your life that like Job did you will stand in the end now the world has no explanation for that but we do in proverbs 10:25 it says when the tempest passes the wicked is no more but the righteous is established forever so right now we 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 could be deceived in thinking of a structure a particular church is doing on the surface outwardly amazing things but inwardly they're spiritually dead or even a marriage may seem Publicly out there, outwardly, a solid marriage, when in fact they're spiritually dead. So we have to be sensitive and we have to be discerning when, when, when tough times come. It will make or break. Right. So that's the solid foundation. That's the wise builder. Now we look at the weak foundation in verses 26 through 27, where Jesus says, "And everyone who hears these words." So again, notice he said about the wise builder, he hears the words. He says the same thing about this foolish builder. He will hear the words of Jesus's, but does not do them. That's a foolish person. That's a person who builds a house on the sand. And the reason is because a foolish person who thinks they know better, who hears the truth of the gospel, but then they decide to supplement it with other things, maybe a particular religion, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Mormonism. Or they take a certain approach and they take uh, some truths, some things they like when it comes to uh, Mormonism, or they like things when it comes to Buddhism and they mix them together. That is a foolish builder. That is someone who builds up false security because their very foundation is actually no foundation at all. So in essence, the fool rejects God's truth, his blueprints and says, I could do it myself. I want to decide my location. I want to decide what kind of structure and and the kind of foundation and they give it a stamp of approval. My friends, you and I as sinners, we do not give a stamp of approval. We don't, we don't work things out with God on our terms. It's God's truth. And when you and I pursue anything beyond a relationship with God, it's going to be destroyed at some point, whether it be through trials Uh, tribulations, persecution, whatever the case may be. But when you and I do not build on the rock, which is Christ, it will crumble at some point because we know in verse 27, once again, just like the rains came on the house that was built on the rock, they will also come on the house that was built on the sand. So they're not removed from that. Just because you and I put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ does not mean that we will not go through hardships. Matter of fact, I think in many cases we will face greater hardships because uh, the God of this age, Satan himself will attack us. He will try to blind us. He will try to hinder what God is doing in and through our lives. And in the world, the world rejects the truth of the gospel. If you're blinded to the truth, then you're no uh, alarm or no threat. Satan's not as alerted to your actions than he is with those people who are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have to be sensitive to that. So when it comes to, down to it, when you build your house on sand, when it's not in Christ, it's going to crumble. The Bible says here, great was the fall. It indicates complete destruction. Now, remember back in those days, or even when you look at the desert conditions in Israel today, I grew up in Arizona, I grew up in the desert, so I can relate to this. The, the ground in the desert is very hard, so it does not absorb the water. So the water doesn't get soaked up like it does here in North Carolina, where I live now. So the floods would be very, very strong They and very common. When we start pouring rain, that water has nowhere to go and it just starts flooding. So you can imagine this condition Jesus is saying is here you're built on the sand and the floods come. It will just sweep past that house. It will just destroy completely. So external appearances are deceiving, right? They are deceiving. We oftentimes, I, I would actually say, and this is even a bit of my own life. We we get so consumed. We get so focused on external appearances and they're deceiving. And we And we don't, we're not actually looking at foundation. We look at things emotionally or relationally, but not based on the foundation. So the house, again, on the sand, it looks sturdy, just like that individual, perhaps in your life, or even you're the one that may look sturdy and you're not. Remember, before we jumped right into Matthew 7, I I asked all of us to allow God to open our heart to say, you know, how firm is my foundation? If I'm a Christian and I know my foundation is built on Christ, but how strong is my faith really? And if you are searching and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you don't know Him as your Savior, then you're you're building your life on sand. And my friend, the trials... I'm sure that you've already faced and, the, and and you will continue to face. It's just going to continue to pound you. It's going to lead you to complete destruction. And the Lord is offering you eternal life through his son. So Matthew 13, 21, remember it says, yet he has no root in himself. So in one sense, we see in Matthew 7, there's not a firm foundation and great will be its fall when the when the rains fall and the floods come and the winds blow. But the person that has no root in himself, he says in Matthew 13, will not be able to endure long-term because when the tribulations and persecutions arise on account of the word, immediately he falls away. So see, Jesus says in both accounts, when it comes to a lack of roots and a lack of foundation, that person will fall away. When it comes to the authority that we see in verses 20 through 29 now of Jesus' teaching, the crowd stood in amazement. They were spellbound of these teachings of Jesus. I think that's a great challenge for all of us because this determines your foundation based on how you receive Christ's authority, how you receive his teaching. Not that you just like what he has to say in some of these parts, but it motivates you to repentance, that you walk in that repentance and repentance is about obedience, that you surrender your life to him. You're not the builder. God is. You are not the foundation. Christ is. And my friends, I oftentimes have to remind myself of that very fact. Now, one one other side note that I want to make mention to when it comes to here in verse 29, where it says for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. I want to say something about this particular passage, and it has to do with the fact that in those days, remember, they had a lot of brilliant thinkers. They had not just the scriptures, you know, the Jewish scriptures, but they had the Mishnah they had the Gemara, they had the Talmud. All of these contain records uh, of of sermons, if you will, commentaries of rabbis, not just the law, but rabbinic uh, rabbinic interpretations of the law from their predecessors, right? So it just was this ongoing thing, but they're very dull and they're very disjointed. So again, they had brilliant minds, people that were able to articulate the law and the prophets in the scriptures and forecast certain things as they taught uh, people in the synagogues, etc. But then here comes Jesus. Jesus comes on scene with this original thought. He comes with true love and he comes with an exuberant manner for truth that touched not just their minds. It didn't just make sense to them, but he touched their hearts as they listened. And that's important, my friends, because they had a lot of knowledge some would say even so much knowledge that they got so prideful and arrogant and they had the pharisees and they had the Sadducees and they had the herodians and these scribes and these lawyers and they missed Christ as the messiah they missed him as the anointed one they said that he had a spirit of the beelzebub he was he was possessed he's of satan they missed it their dialect their dialect was was phenomenal their sacred books their interpretations were massive and yet they missed the very teachings of Jesus Christ. Dr. Edersham, he writes, scholars have noted many parallels between Jesus's teaching in the Sermon on the Mount and rabbinic instruction, probably more than any other part of the new Testament. The similarities, however, lie in form of expression, expression, subject matter and turn of words, but definitely not in spirit. So what he's saying is that Jesus had the same brilliance in how he spoke and how he taught like the best of them. You could go back to remember his life as he questioned many of the religious leaders when he was 12 years old outside the temple. And we see here that he, he spoke so well, he was so educated, but his spirit, the way in which he spoke, the people were spellbound. They were amazed. That is the difference, my friends. As we conclude this Sermon on the Mount, man, there's been so many lessons, life lessons for myself and I pray for you. Convicting moments in my life as I've been reading through this and preparing for this podcast and repenting and confessing my sins and even having conversations with my wife, with my children and with some of my colleagues. And I pray that the time that you and I have on the podcast together isn't just you growing in your knowledge, but that you will take what we learn and that you would apply it in your life in humility. You see, at the end of the day, when it comes to you and I looking at the teachings of Jesus, you and I should should just stand in awe of Him. We should be spellbound. So as I conclude this podcast today, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you for your support. I want you to know that here on the podcast, we love you guys. We pray for you every time that we come to record. We just ask the Lord to move on the people listening. In the communities that you're in, the people that you hang out with, the families that you lead, the people that you love, that you would love them in Christ. And one final note, as we conclude this particular passage today in Matthew chapter 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, let's just be aware of how fleeting life is. 1 John two seventeen says, "...and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever." So as you and I live each and every day, my friends, may you and I continue to live out the will of God in our lives. And through that, people will see the firm foundation that we have in Christ, and they would come to know Him as their Lord and Savior. I will see you on the next podcast. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening, and keep standing strong in the Word of God.